This, this, this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here we go. Run Z. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertson's, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bacardi, live passionately, drink responsibly. Bacardi. And by Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at TexasMahindraDealers.com. Now, your hosts, Taylor Stern and Brad Shan. And welcome, everybody, to the Cowboys Hour. Thank you, all of you, who have come out on a balmy Tuesday evening for our regular Monday night stop after the game. That's right. Tuesday night after Monday. And now we're going to get back on our Monday schedule, except for when we don't. Uh, and we are, uh, we're delighted to have everybody here and enjoying the weather. And everybody turned their clocks. Would you turn your clock back? Yes, I made sure to do that. Good. Did, did you do that, Leighton? Yeah. Yeah. A- and did you vote? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, so we voted. We turned our clocks back. We are ready to go. Good citizens. Very good citizens. We are ready to go. Delighted to have you with us wherever you're listening around the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Uh, delighted to have those of you who are watching us streamed live or otherwise on DallasCowboys.com. Those little black boxes are for people to see our faces. Try, try to look away from here and look over there because those people are much, much better to look at. Uh, and those people would be Taylor Stern and Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vander Esch. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Leighton. Thank you. And, and so, Leighton, except for the streamed part... Yep. Except for that, it's radio, so waving is really not going to be a great deal of help. But they can imagine it. Oh. <laughs> they can only imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, Leighton, that just that just the light bulb went on. But you're forgiven right. because uh, you, you must be exhausted. Are you not? I mean, I know you're young and strong, but are you not exhausted? Um, I'm a little tired, uh, partially just because I've been kind of hanging out with my family today, running around doing a few errands. <laughs> That'll but, do it. Uh, I mean, it's our one day off for the week, so. And we got a short week coming up, so you got to get some things done today and then get ready to go for this coming week. Well, we're all going to get to know uh, Leighton Vander Esch a little better. Damian Wilson, the Cowboys' strong side linebacker, will be along uh, and join us also. Uh, later in the program, those of you who are here will have an opportunity to ask questions. And um, we're just going to hang out and see if we can uh, have a good time and get, the, and get the taste gone a little bit. So how long does that take you after a tough loss? Um, I, I think it's different every game, but uh, I think with a game like this and, and with with the point that we are in the season, uh, you got to let that go pretty quick and you got to move on to the next one. So um, for me, I mean, I think it happens pretty quick. Uh, I get pretty focused up right off the bat, right up next day. So I'm already looking ahead to, to Philly and, and getting ready to go for that game. Have you watched tape of the Eagles yet? Today was, as you said, today was your day off. Normally Tuesday you guys would be in and – Starting to look, look at tape and look ahead. So th- is that kind of on you on a week like this? Um, yes and no. I mean, we get pretty we get pretty caught up. Um, t- I mean, tomorrow is the first day of the week for us, so and we start fast with that. Um, we pretty much do on the stuff that's on our own is is just looking at the film uh, from the last game. So instead of just coming in on Tuesday like a normal week and watching the film with the coaches and stuff, you just do that on your own today and and take care of that and. And then when you come in tomorrow morning, we're guns blazing for Philly. So uh, Taylor and I don't rehearse the questions, so I don't know what what, uh, questions she has to grill you within an inch of your (laughs) young life. But as far as last night, the only only question I have is, have you looked at it enough or thought back enough to figure out what happened on third down all night long? I can't really give you an answer on that one. Uh, I mean, that's tough. I mean, they, they were clicking on pretty much all cylinders. They could run the ball pretty well. And, and, and obviously with Mariota and how mobile he is, uh, he's a tough guy to, to keep in the pocket and keep contained. So uh, just learning from that stuff um, and, and learning from our mistakes and, and applying that and what, and what the coaches have to tell us and just going from there. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, I did see this last night. This happened earlier this season, too, where you guys were posing in the end zone, like taking that photo. And it just seems like the defense seems closer than ever, really, this year. And what can you contribute to that being this way? Absolutely. Uh, I think just the, the defensive chemistry we all have. I mean, we're all young and we like playing ball uh, for the most part. I mean, we, obviously, we got a few older vets on the team, like uh, like 
Ty and, and, and them on the D-line. But uh, for the most part, we're a young unit. And, yeah. I mean, we like we like flying around the field and having fun with each other. So I think we just feed off of that, and, and it makes for a good experience out there, a good good atmosphere running around, th- running around out there. And uh, it's, it's, it's fun, and, and I think with just – with how everybody being so young and, and myself, uh, it just brings a certain energy to the field, and, and it just makes for a good atmosphere. Now, Jalen considered himself sort of part of the Hot Boys, but he was really the Purge Squad. Where do you find yourself? Uh, well, I haven't been accepted in the Hot Boys Club. That's more the D-line <laughs> of Jalen. So. And Sean, because he Sean. insisted, right? Sean yeah, got Sean in. got in there somehow. Yeah, because um, he said, let me in, and yeah. he's Sean Lee. <laughs> and That's, yeah, you got you to gotta let him. Yeah. He pretty much runs stuff, so. Uh, um, but the purge squad is kind of the, the linebacker thing. Uh, Justin J. March brought that in, kind of, and uh, I mean his nickname is Jigsaw. That's what he dressed up as uh, for, for Halloween. Scary. Yep. No, he's an awesome guy. But now this is Justin March Lillard, who is one of the quietest, most even-keeled guys in in the entire defense. I would say. Mild From the outside manner. looking in. Yeah, and now you're telling me he's Jigsaw and came up with the Purge Squad. He, he's got a side to him. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> Scary side. Uh, uh, he's, I don't know, Justin's an awesome guy, though. He is extremely encouraging. He's always there, uh, I mean, pumping the guys up, being right there in your ear, telling you, like, you just got to keep fighting, keep fighting, just keep doing you, being you, just keep playing hard. Like, he is the ultimate encourage on the team uh and and i mean everybody loves him for that um the energy he brings uh his approach to stuff his attitude every single day he comes in he's ready to go and and no matter what his position is no matter what his role is he's always there and he's going to do his best now taylor brought something up that i'm i'm glad you you uh, went to because uh, this business of the entire defense or a part a unit of it assembling in the end zone and posing for a photograph after a a turnover or a big me. play. I seen that. Well, other a few other teams had been doing it this year. Last night was the first time you guys have done it, right? Uh, second time. When yeah, was the first time? Game uh, was the... Oh, during I'm talking about during the game when everyone posed. You know, you got a oh, turnover and, and ran. Yep. I mean, that takes a little choreography we, now. Okay, so it happened randomly uh, in the Jack in uh, the Jacksonville game. It happened when uh, when Jalen forced the fumble and right. Jay Lube scooped it and they went to the end zone. That was kind of, I had no clue they were doing it. And I was running off to the sideline. I was like, where is everybody? I turned around and they're all posing <laughs> the sideline. So I went running as fast as I could. Got to get in that photo. You did, which means you did not get the memo before the game. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> but I think now it's just kind of, it's kind of automatic and, and everybody's on the same page and that's just kind of what we do. Um, but don't you have to like have as a, I'm not talking about it individually. Don't you then have to have a great game and back that up the rest of the night if you're going to do that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's you're going to have highs and lows throughout the whole entire game. That's just the game of football. You're going to have highs and lows no matter what, uh, and then you just got to you got to battle through the you got to battle through the lows and keep playing through the highs. So uh, you learn from that, and, and obviously we're a young defense, we're a young squad right now, and, and we're still we're still learning a lot in how to play with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's just the fun of the game. That's the fun. That's the fun. That's the extremely fun, fun thing about football is you have the next play to go on to and the next play and the next play and the next play. So if you don't necessarily prove yourself one play, you have full ability to prove yourself the next play. So yeah. go get it. So the, I, the, I do want to know more about uh, how that was uh, choreographed because it, everybody, I think 11 guys were in on it. Uh, and after every turnover, right? More than that. There's some they were coming the, off the bench. We're coming from the sideline too now. So, um, so, I, so did you talk about it? But who is that? Justin, who's in charge of that? Or no, uh, I think that just happened randomly. That's an organic thing yep. that happens. I didn't hear a word about it, so <laughs> I'm not I, the one to ask. I got I got to get to the bottom of that because that is, does not look like the kind of thing that happens organically, and then guys start posing and. And uh, that looks like somebody put a lot of time and effort into thinking I about like it. I like it, though. I like it. It's swag. It, it's yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. swag. I got a question for you, and I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans, I can imagine how they feel when they see Sean Lee leave a game. Mm-hmm. And how do you guys feel? How do you react in that moment when you see him heading to the locker room? You just I mean, got to keep your mind on that game. Yeah, we got to step up, and, and especially me in my position right now playing with him. 
uh, I mean, a guy like that goes down and, and the reputation he's had and how much he knows his intelligence with the game. Uh, that just lights a fire underneath me and, and to make me even play harder and, and to go out there and get it done. So uh, it's exciting playing with a guy like Sean every single day in practice, being in the meeting rooms with him, uh, just the amount of intelligence he brings to the game. It's, it's that X factor that, that a lot of teams don't have. And I feel like for, for my role and, and, and being the first-year rookie and underneath him, that's he's a lot of the reason why I'm playing as, as well as I am because, I mean, i got to give a lot of the credit to him. Have you ever um, seen anybody as intense as he is? Absolutely not. In a meeting? Absolutely not. I came out the first – well, one of the first uh, actual full-team activities we did on the field when we had, like, uh, uh, during o- – before OTAs when we had, like, team runs and everything or, yeah. like uh, – pre-practice stuff just seeing him and the way he functioned and because they weren't letting the rookies go we were just pretty much sitting there watching them in certain things they were so, still divided a little bit yep, yeah they were all dressed out and and out there running around and, and they made the rookies go out there and watch and see how things were done and it was just like okay <laughs> no one go. at boise yeah. state had been quite like that nope <laughs> no no diss to them no, no, he's. There's no one like Sean. He, he's a, he's a different guy. Before we take our break, I, there is one part of the game that I want to go back to last night because the uh, I was really struck by how uh, the group of you was flying around at the start of the game. You get two t- takeaways, fumbles caused in a row, and and nearly had a third. I Should thought have been a third. you you t- you tackled the guy too well. He didn't have a chance to sell the catch and step. And you you knocked the ball out of his hands before he had a chance to show the if, official. If you he, watch, if you look at the picture, I don't know. If that's not a catch, I don't know what a catch is. Then well, nobody no kno- nobody knows what a catch yeah. is. No, I I agreed with you, but and if they if they had called whichever way they called it would not have surprised me. But I, I made the comment during the broadcast that Leighton may have hit him too hard and jarred the ball loose a little too soon for the official to get it. But but my point was. That's really unusual to see two or three takeaways on the first three plays of the game, all caused by your group's defensive intensity. Did you think at that point, oh, this is going to be our night all the way? Uh, yeah, but then, then again, like I said, I mean, there's highs and lows that you had to play through. Um, and, I mean, those, those first three drives that we had where we pretty much got a turnover on every single one of them, uh, you got to know that at some point in the game, adversity is going to hit, and you got to be able to play through that no matter what. That's just how it is. That's the thing about football, and, and that's the unique thing about it. Um, but you got to find a way to fight through that stuff, and you got to be resilient. Especially, yep. especially, I think that's what we take pride in as a linebacker group too, is just being resilient. Because I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have a play here and there where where we misfit something or something happens. Because I mean, it's pro football, so you're playing against the best guys in the nation all over every single week. And sooner or later, someone's going to get a break. So it's, it's who's going to answer back. Yep. All right. Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vanderesh is our guest this evening. Really looking Woo. forward to getting an opportunity to uh, know the Cowboys' number one draft pick as a, a human being, not just as number 55. Uh, Damian Wilson will be along to join us in a little bit on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you by Albertsons and sponsored in part by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lucchese Bootmaker, now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots as well as all new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand new store today and experience the tradition that is... Lou Casey Bootmaker. We'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour with Leighton Vanderesh. Back, back, back. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Prescott's in an empty gun again. Back to throw, looks for a fade. Left side, ball is caught. Diving to the pylon. Touchdown! Amari Cooper! Welcome to Texas, young man. That was last night. This is tonight. It's the Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham, Taylor Stern, Cowboys linebacker Leighton Vander Esch, and we welcome now, making a fashionably veteran appearance, Damian Wilson. Oh, wait, I'm giving him a chance. Is it traffic is ridiculous? Oh, no, no, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, 
Is, is it is it the asparagus or the meatball that you're working on right now? It was the meatball. It was the meatball. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's more than pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get you another order coming right out. Damian Wilson, number fifty-seven, Woo! right here. Um, I have to ask you, um, guys. We had Alan Hearns and Tavon Austin on Cowboys. Yes, I did. Alan. You did. Um, yeah, I did. Okay, well, we had them on earlier this season. And Tavon said that Alan Hearn's nickname is Big Hearn. Big Hearn. Th that's Big what Hearn. Big Hearn. He said that's what he calls him in meetings. Big and, Hearns. And Pretty much. so Brad said when Alan Hearns got touchdowns, he would say that. Did you say it last night? I did, and I said it the first time he scored. So you didn't say it last night? There we go. I did. There oh, we go. Okay. He scored <laughs> twice. Yeah, I, I know. Said, I yes. I said touchdown, Alan Hearns. Big Hearns. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what can, if they got a I defensive touchdown? What would you say? Well, I don't know. That was something that Tavon said was was particular for Alan. Be will. In that same tone? <laughs> in the same tone. I want it in the same tone as Big Iron. Can you say D. Will like that? D. Will, huh? Come on, man. Come on, you. Can't. D. Will. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a drop. That'll be, yeah, I know. <laughs> those, those defensive touchdowns, you want to treat those uh, with great respect because they don't happen all the time. And you want to you not monkey around with those things. Now, when it's a wide receiver, that's part of his job. Yeah. So that's good. Tavon put that nickname on him, and Allen's, you know, they're both new to the team this year. Good. I'll go play along with it. But, but if we're going to start talking about a defensive touchdown, now that, that, has, to yeah. be, that has to be handled with a certain amount of respect. We get a defensive touchdown. We might never leave the end zone. Just well, well, photos I'm day. so glad that you <laughs> brought that up because we were asking Leighton about that, and and I I said that's something that I've noticed other teams have done, and now y'all did it a couple of times last night, and that just seemed so organized <laughs> that it it's hard for me to imagine that a great deal of thought and planning didn't go into that. And Leighton said. I, I don't know. I didn't get the memo. I just one day they were doing it and I was not there and I had to just go run in. But you're the you're the veteran. How did all that come to be? I mean, it's Layton was pretty much right. I mean, I think the first time we did was Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville, Jalen he knocks the ball out. Uh, Jordan scoops it up. Everybody just runs down to the to the end zone for some reason. And it, I guess when we get a turnover, that's what we do. <laughs> I think everybody just followed Jalen on that. And Pretty much. He just kept running, so everybody kept running. Everybody forward. kept running with him. Now, listen, if I'm going to do some big D. Will thing, when's the last time you scored? Last Ooh. time I scored. Were you uh, in Minnesota? It was Minnesota against Purdue. On defense? On defense. You weren't playing both ways. Interception, like 35 yards out. Wow. Yeah. wow. Was Anthony Brown on Purdue then? Was he was he playing for Purdue. He was. Did he try? Yeah. To, did he try unsuccessfully to tackle you? I mean, he was on defense. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So he just was just from what? the sideline. He was like just standing there, teammate. agog that any human could have that kind of natural athleticism, and hoping that he someday <laughs> could uh, <laughs> uh, be his teammate. Listen, I, I would like you to talk about the group. Uh, you have a different perspective than Leighton, who has walked into it now. This is your fourth year. I, I maintain that uh, I, I'm not sure that I remember the last time that the Cowboys linebacker group had as much uh, athleticism, intelligence, and, and overall passion and playmaking ability as a group that, than you have right now. Is it the best since you've been here? Oh, uh, man, it's, it's, it's pretty much up there. I mean, we got some really guys that can ball, man. I mean, we got guys that they're sitting over there on the bench that can go other places and be number one easily on any other team. Yeah. Like the dip, the depth is crazy. And, uh, of course, you know, Sean, he keeps us together. He our heartbeat in that room because, you know, he got the most experience. He's seen the most things. But we got some guys that can go, man. Yeah. What do you think of this uh, young rookie to your right? Oh, man. I mean, Leighton is as good as a rookie get, man. Obviously, he does his thing on the field. But even off the field, he – he carries up. He's uh, holds up his rookie duties pretty good. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. <laughs> You're the only rookie linebacker, right? Is there another no, rookie? No, we got three. He got a couple friends. Oh, Covington. Got a couple friends. And who else besides Cov? Cal Kiro, Big yeah. Ten. Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, but he, but he doesn't travel all the time. So no, he's still with us, though. Like, right. But so the uh, the the rookies, for those of you who don't know. On road trips, one of the things that rookies have to do is bring bring the food to the veterans because 
God knows they haven't eaten well since the morning, <laughs> and they're only going to get a like the, the equivalent of a first-class airplane meal served to them within a matter of minutes. And, uh, and so t- how, how do you guys treat him in that aspect of his rookie responsibilities? I mean, we know when it's uh, you know, a quick turnaround, like when we get out of, out of our little morning walkthrough at 10.45 and the plane leaves at 11.30, then we don't expect him, you know, to go to this place and this place and this place to get what everybody wants. So most of the time I just ask him for uh, Raising Cane's and I'm done with it. Jalen gets his Popeyes and uh, Sean, he doesn't eat that greasy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that should, that, for many veterans, that would not stop them from asking for a delivery. I mean, he's he not going to be that guy about it. No, you know, he's not. Yeah, that's you around true. town just, just because. Now, does, does Covington get to share? Do you get to share the responsibilities with him? I, I get him food if he wants food. Oh, nice See how good guy. he is? Wow. You see how good he is? Wow. <laughs> you see how good he is? It. Wow. I can't wait till you're about your third year and see how you're treating the rookies. Did, we'll uh, see. did Damien prepare <laughs> you for uh, Coach Marinelli, though? What's that? Did Damien give you the heads up about Coach Marinelli? Or did um, you just figure that out on your impossible. own? It no, is impossible. Yeah, I don't think anybody could prepare anyone for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> had you ever had a coach quite like Coach Marinelli? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's just a defensive guru. He's he really is. He's crazy. But I mean, you gotta love the guy, though. Just the amount the amount of things he's been around, uh, the way the way he approaches stuff every single day. He comes in, he's ready to go, and he wants your full attention. And if you don't give it to him, he's gonna let you have it right there and then in front of everybody. Now, most people listening will never have the experience of playing for Rod Marinelli. So when you say he's uh, he's unbelievable. He's the, you you got to give him some details. In what way is his, is the experience of working for him completely unique? Well, if anyone saw him out there yelling and moving the way he does, you'd think he's going to have a heart attack. But <laughs> he's an older man. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, you you wouldn't think that. Uh, yeah, you, you you just watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. He's he'll be right there in your ear. I mean, yelling and and, and getting after you on the, on the field, telling you to run run to the ball, sprint to the ball, strip it out, punch it out, whatever it is. He's always there, and you're always hearing him. Like he might not be talking to you, but you're hearing him. So uh, that's just the atmosphere that that it is being around him. And and he, his his language is colorful on the practice field, also. I know. He's a PG lady. Not here. <laughs> no, I didn't. To, I'm going to give out the Damien. I didn't. No. I didn't ask anybody to repeat <laughs> any of the words, but I mean, you, you're, you'd both agree that his language is colorful. If you've seen I the mean, Amazon right? show, the man was in a war. He's seen some things. But he doesn't do that off the field. Oh, you, you he's think like he's my the grandpa. sweetest little guy, on right? The field, yeah, man, right. But I mean, when he puts when he puts on his little coaching uniform, it just transforms. <laughs> um, so before we take our next break, I, I really want to give you an opportunity, uh, Damien, to do a little clinic because, uh, I, first of all, I think you're playing the best football of your career, um, you, and, you, and you have been doing that since spring. You just, you're at the top of your game, and as the strong side linebacker, your opportunities are a little bit less because there, a lot of people are in nickel situations mm-hmm. and you don't get to be on the field as much. Now, we can talk about that in a minute, but I would love you to explain to people what it is about your skill set that makes you ideally suited to play strong side linebacker, Sam, in the vernacular. Uh, I think it's, um, well, I got long arms to set the edge. I'm um, pretty fast out to, uh, to buzz. Uh, I'm a pretty good blitzer. Um, it's just, you know, just an attitude when you got to go out there. I mean, you know. They probably gonna run the ball away from you, so you're probably gonna be end up in a pursuit situation. It's just pursuing to the ball every every time, you know, just giving it what you got every time. Layton, you've played middle linebacker and weak side. Mike and Will, have you have they worked you at strong side? Yep. Yeah, uh, not as much, but just uh, just a few things here and there, just in case that just in case something happens. That's just the main thing. I mean, that's another thing we take pride in as a group is being mm-hmm. able to play in all positions. I mean, Damian. Damien plays Sam. That's his primary position. But in practice and everything, and even like sometimes in the games, he's got he he'll go out there. He knows Will. He knows Mike. He knows all of them just as if he played all every single one of them. 
So that's a, that's the unique thing about him and, and I think our group as a whole yeah. is we just got some dynamic players that can that can play anywhere you need them to play. Everybody plays at least two positions. Mm -hmm. Versatile. As, yeah, well, as it should be, and I mean everybody everybody's gonna you know look at the number one draft choice and and uh, Leighton's had a tremendous rookie uh, half season so far and and it's impossible not to notice him, but I think that. I think you get overlooked a little bit sometimes. You know, Jalen obviously commands a lot of attention, and I just wanted to be on record as saying how uh, how much people should be paying attention to number 57 because right. Damian Wilson is he is playing the best football of his life, and we're going to have more. Yeah. D will. D will. <laughs> if you, I'll tell you what. If you'll get a dadgum interception. I'll do I that. get one of those? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you'll get, do oh, I'll, I'll refine it. I'll practice it, and I won't <laughs> crumble the at the end if you can make it all the way in the end zone. There we go. Okay. There we go. We're on. All right. We're on uh, the Cowboys Hour tonight with Damian Wilson and Leighton Vander Esch, and uh, delighted to have all of you with us. All right. Brought to you by Jack Black. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. And thanks to Albertsons, when it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Back on the Cowboys Hour right after this. Back, back, back. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Second down and long inside hand. Lewis put the ball on the ground at the 40-yard line. Who's got this one? The Cowboys defenders say they do. And they do. Another fumble recovery for the Cowboys. Jalen Smith comes away with this ball. One of the bright moments last night for the Cowboys defense early in the game uh, uh, against the uh, Tennessee Titans, and we are delighted to have Leighton Vander Esch and Damian Wilson, two members of the uh, dynamic Cowboys uh, linebackers team, with us uh, this evening. Now I want to find out, that one, once uh, a couple of years ago, Damian was uh, on this program, and we talked about the fact and somewhat to my surprise, because you're from Mississippi, aren't you? Right. Okay. As you can see by the tattoo on his arm that says home, state of Mississippi. Very observant. Wow. <laughs> I've might, got eyes. I might spend less time looking at his tattooed arms than you do, but that's all right. I just saw his right here. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Um, but Damien went to Minnesota, and uh, we talked about the fact that you became a kind of a hockey fan because they've got such a great hockey program right 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 and, and so i'm wondering if layton's a hockey fan and if you guys ever talk hockey Boys no um, no no i got two cousins that play semi-pro hockey but i don't <laughs> i'm not i've never been a fan of it have you have you seen many games uh, a few not very many do you go to many stars games uh i've been to a couple of them you know uh I think last month I went to see them play the uh, the Wild. That's the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota for those Wild, of you who yeah. don't follow the NHL, uh, we've got to get Joe Trahan, who's you know, PR Joe. He's he is hooked up with the Stars. And, he knows. And we I, we got to get you guys. I mean, the Stars games they're pretty good now, man. Oh I mean, yeah, such a great sport to watch in person, especially. I mean, especially when the gloves come off and they go at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is unique to hockey. Uh, it really is. Uh, so, uh, did you ever play? Who, me? In look Mississippi? At, looking right at you, yeah. <laughs> Mississippi? Yeah. Hockey in Mississippi? You hey. serious? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a reasonable Iced question. It's not a reasonable <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ, but, sir. No, I never uh, played, though. Okay. Um, now, Layton's got all his Boise State guys down here. When are some Minnesota guys going to come over here? You know what? It is a lot of Boise State. There's a lot of them. It's a, quite a few. I've noticed that myself. Have you? Have you taken note? Yes, especially on the defensive side. Exactly. Did yeah. that make it more comfortable for you coming in here with all those guys from Boise? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, you could say that. Um, I mean, it's just I did. I just did actually. <laughs> the well, the thing the thing is with that is I never really got to play with any of them other than said. And said came in with me, so right. that was that was kind of neat. Um, 
having that experience. Said, excuse me, said is Cedric Wilson, the wide receiver. You were co-captains, mm-hmm. and he yep. hurt his shoulder, and he's on injured reserve. Yep, yep. Uh, so, it, yeah, it was nice coming in with Sed. Already haven't played ball with him for a few years, but and and D-Law came out the year that I came in, so uh, I always kind of tease him about that, saying he should have stayed the year so I get to play with him. But And then Ty was obviously way before I got to play way, there. Way, so. way, way, way. Old guy. Old yeah. man Ty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, man, that guy can play ball. Yeah. Yeah. He can, and uh, you never would have played with Orlando Skandrick way older than that. Yep, yeah, I never, I never and even really. he was really already ma- gone by, yeah. I never even really got the chance to meet him when he played at Boise because I went to a bunch of the games when I was growing up and, and always saw him play, and, and he very rarely came back once he left, so uh, I never really got the chance to talk to him. Yeah, now what's going on in Minnesota? When can we expect some more Minnesota guys I down mean, here? Because the, there's something like, in the water at Boise State. It's hard to say, but I might not have Minnesota guys. Here. At least I got some of my Big Ten guys here, though. You do. You do. Strong. Quite a few, though. Quite a few. Yeah. Anthony Brown. You got Zeke Elliott. You got all your Michigan guys. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska. Nebraska. Wisconsin. Yep. Brett Maher Wisconsin. and you. Yep. Yeah, you and Travis. You guys talk about Big Ten and rivalries. The thing about it is I beat most of those guys in college, too. You did? What game it. do you remember the most from that? Uh, well, we always used to drag uh, Malik and Randy in Nebraska. <laughs> Purdue drag. never, <laughs> Purdue never beat us. Drag. The only people that be really beat us was uh, Zeke and Ohio State. They won by a touchdown my senior year. So it is what it is. And Wisconsin, how'd you do against Wisconsin? Yeah. Uh, we, we don't want to talk. Get those, yeah. But yeah. Well, you know, Travis wasn't there then, so that doesn't count. Okay. Travis is old, too, right? Uh, yeah. All right, I want to uh, compare high school experiences. For those who don't know a little bit about Layton's uh, high school experience, <laughs> it, it, was, it, was not, it was not conventional for an NFL player. Is that a fair thing to say? Absolutely. So Absolutely. For just let's pretend people don't know and tell them a little bit about it. Um, all right, so uh, I grew up in a town in the middle of nowhere, probably one of the smallest towns in, in the nation, uh, 400 people in city limits, graduated with 11 in my class, played eight-man ball in high school all the way through. And you uh, were a quarterback also, were you I not? I was a quarterback. And valedictorian, right? Of 11 people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's something. Hey, that's something. more than most Someone's got to be first. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I played quarterback, middle linebacker, uh, and, I mean, sports was sports is huge in that town. Everybody pretty much breathed, lived, everything, football, basketball, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, I, you could say the, the experience I had growing up uh, in, in that tiny town was definitely unique. Uh, it was special. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Uh, you know everybody. You know everybody's business. Right. That's just kind of how it is. Right. Um, but it, it's fun. Everybody's family. And like I said, everybody everybody lives right around football and, and that little communi- community in, in the school. Now, what, what? where in Mississippi did you grow up? Uh, I grew up like 40 minutes north of Baton Rouge. So it's called Gloucester. It's right on, it's right on the um, state line right there. It's uh, Amen County north, and it's... Amen Parish South, because, you know, Louisiana got parishes. But uh, I'm from a small town, too, you know. But I don't know about 11 people <laughs> in, the, in the graduating class. I mean, but it was really small, though. It was like 40, though. Wow. 40 in the graduating okay. class. Now, you had to play both sides of the ball. I did, yeah. Uh, my first couple of years, I was a wide receiver. Uh, my last one, I was a quarterback, and... I think, yeah, my first year I played safety, and then the last three was linebacker on defense. On defense. So if you hadn't, what were the other sporting options in, what was the name of the, name of the city? Gloucester, Gloucester Mississippi. Gloucester, Mississippi. By the way, how did you, 40 miles from Baton Rouge, how, how did LSU not recruit you from Gloucester? Oh, man, like I said, there's 40 people, 40 people in the town, man. But really they're 40, it's 40 miles. They could They could drive out. They got to find it first. <laughs> okay. They got to find, find it first. first. It, it, it's, it's Louisiana, Mississippi. They know where all the players are. Right. W- were you disappointed not to be recruited? Or, oh, yeah, because I like it. I liked the LSU when I, was, uh, when I was growing up, man. Yeah. All right, so what other sports tempted you? Uh, I also played basketball. I played track. I played baseball for a while, and then um, 
couldn't keep up with the ball anymore. I had to cut that out. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. And One thing. I, I just want to know what other sports Leighton might have considered besides pursuing football. Um, well, I, w I grew up playing baseball a lot when I was young. Um, but everybody thought I was going to go play basketball in college. I had more offers to play basketball at smaller schools than I did football like any other place. Um, so, And all my three older sisters played college basketball, so we were a pretty big basketball family. So uh, a lot of people were expecting that. I think my mom was expecting that. I think she was shocked that I kind of wanted to go the football route. But uh, I always wanted to play at Boise State and walked on there. But uh, in high school, we didn't have a baseball team. We didn't have enough money to fund that. So, and track in the spring was self-funded, so you had to find your own rides to track meets. So it was definitely different. It uh, worked it was, out. Yep, I would say it, it worked out. It did work out. It did. <laughs> Who offered you in basketball? Um, pretty much every NAI school in, in the Northwest. I could have played football and basketball at C of I. Um, I could have went and played. I, I could have went and played basketball at Boise, walked on there. Uh, just pretty much every small school in the Northwest. I couldn't name them all. Mountain West school. You know, I went to New Mexico, and we were the basketball powerhouse. New Mexico always <laughs> beat Boise State in basketball. Yeah. That's true. Ooh. We had the pit. But uh, when you came here, a lot of people compared you to Brian Erlacher, Mountain West guy. Yep. Did you feel like you saw the resemblance there? Um, yeah. Uh, other I, than being tall and white. More is like. Yeah, well, it kind of took me a while to figure out. I fi like, I think I figured out that he played it in New Mexico about a year, like kind of when the whole draft process started. I didn't even really realize that he played in the Mountain West, or at that time it was probably the WAC or whatever it was that he played in. Um, but uh, just the comparisons there, I mean, I, I see it there, but obviously he's an extreme athlete and, and the things that he did, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a lot to live up to, but – I mean, the expectations are high, and, and I got high expectations for myself. So uh, I don't want to do anything short of that. Well, I think that you are certainly taking rookie year strides in those directions. Everybody's having a great time watching you. We're going to take a break and come back. And uh, some of the folks who have joined us here at the Omni Frisco uh, on the patio of Neighborhood Services might have questions for Damien and Layton. Uh, if you do, hold your hand up. Stephen, where's Stephen? Stephen's getting the microphone ready, and he's going to be out there amongst you. And if you have a question... Hold your hand up, and we will get to you tonight. The Cowboys Hour, the Albert, the, the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, brought to you in part by Albertsons and sponsored by Omni. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast-to-coast coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys, and by Lucchese Bootmaker, now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots, as well as all-new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand-new store today and experience the tradition that is... Lucchese Bootmaker. Why don't you try that? The tradition that is? Lucchese Bootmaker. Oh, he's got a yeah, chance. See, you have to raise your okay. eyebrows like okay. that. Why don't you try it? Experience the tradition that is Lucchese Bootmaker. Okay, I think we got budding stars here. We'll be right yeah. back. Back, back, back. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Prescott in the gun. Snap is back. Looks left. There's a man wide open. Caught it at the five. Walking in Alan Hurd. Big Hurd. There it is. Touchdown, Cowboys. And, and Taylor Stern doubted. That I actually gave it to Big Hearn. Big Hearn. But there's the proof. There's the proof. Proof is in the pudding. All right. Well, thanks tonight to Papa John's. When the Cowboys win, get 50% off regular menu price pizzas the next day at PapaJohns.com with promo code CowboysWin. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Not valid with any other discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Boom. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons in Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons in Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, before we take some uh, audience questions, because Steven's got a microphone down there, you had a line yeah. of questioning you wanted yeah. to throw at these young men. I did. You know, we're talking about where they're from, and Damien's from Mississippi, and Layton's from Idaho, and 
I remember when you got drafted late, and the first thing that Jerry Jones was talking about was you hunting wolves. Yep. Did you know that about him, Damien? I do. Now, what is that about? What does that entail? It's real. It's real. It's real. You really hunt wolves. Absolutely. Tell you know, me about you're not this. one of these guys who gets in a helicopter and flies over and shoots. No, you can't. You can't hunt them that way. Okay. Uh, well, I think, there I think do. pigs are like the only thing. Well, I wouldn't say there's people that do that. And that's mostly that's like fishing game and government control. Okay. In okay. that, in how they hunt wolves that way. For for the law abiding. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but I think a lot of people get the misconception about wolves because a lot of them don't experience actually living around them. True. Um, Very true. I grew up hunting and fishing my whole entire life, and growing up, obviously, wolves were protected, couldn't hunt them, and then they reintroduced the type of wolf that they said was in that native area in the northwest and the Rockies, and that was the classic gray wolf. Um, but uh, there's a theory behind it that they did not reintroduce the native type of wolf and that it was a Canadian wolf um, of, the, of that species. And it was a lot bigger, aggressive wolf, and it they just blew up. There was not really any uh, any control over them at all. There was no, uh, there was no like I said, like the fishing game was was pretty much just let them have their due, and they, and they were just going off on the elk herds, the deer herds, all that stuff. So, um, growing up around that and, and seeing that, uh, and obviously hunting was a big part of our, it's a big part of everybody's life, and that whole entire area and i know it is around the u.s uh whether you hunt or not um but that's a lot of the ways that we get our food we don't really go to the store and buy our own meat we go hunt for it and we have it for the whole year and so that's how we get it and so a, a family usually has usually gets one or two tags for a deer or an elk you go out there as a family and you go hunt with each other and you get your food for the whole year so that's just a matter of the fact and when there's when there's wolves out there just teeing off on elk and deer every single day uh, there's not much you can do about it when the fishing game and, and the government doesn't let you uh, doesn't let the the hunters act, act, actually control that. So um, in Idaho, they're extremely hard to hunt. They're really hard. They're extremely hard to hunt in Idaho. Uh, they're they're very smart. Um, they're virtually impossible to hunt unless you know really really know the ins and outs and, and and how they work. I mean, they got all three senses. They can see very well. They can hear very well, and they can smell very well. So. Uh, there's a lot of animals that don't have all three. They have one or two. So uh, them having all three makes them a uh, uh, very, very apex predator. How does one become introduced to wolf hunting, and how often do you do it? <laughs> you trying to go, Brad? No. Yeah. I am. No. I want to go. No. Um, you think I could get one, Damien? Uh, he'll take you. I'm not yeah. going out there with you. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's really that you get uh, introduced to it. I think it's just something that that you do. Uh, it's no, I'm sorry, Layton. You don't just accidentally wake up one morning, <laughs> stretch in your PJs, walk by the Cheerios, and say, I don't, "You know what? Oh, look, let's go wolf hunting." Somebody has to start doing that. Yeah, you grow. Well, it's part of it. You grow up around it. You grow up hunting, and so you see the effects that they have on on the other wildlife and the cattle and and everything and and. So it's it's just part of keeping the no, circle yeah, light, no, the circle I get light that. going. Who, so. Who's the first person who took you wolf hunting? My dad. Okay. And uh, rifle, bow and arrow? Rifle. Rifle? Yep. Uh, on foot, on uh, motorcycle? Um, um, <laughs> on foot. In Idaho, you can't. Uh, you can't really hunt them on anything else because uh, I mean, there's mountains are straight up and down, so you really got to you really got to have just a little bit of fresh snow, a couple inches of fresh snow, and you got to track them. Or you got to call them in. How do you call them in? Uh, you can use an electronic collar, or you can use your own mouth howling at them, or whatever. Electronic collar. Ah, right. I knew Cheap. it. Doesn't it? I knew it. What? It's not necessarily. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like? Come on, D. Back me up here. It's not that easy. Let's get one, Layton. Absolutely, isn't that easy at all? Can you call? Could you do a wolf no, call? No, I'm not doing it. Just My one. dad does it. I, I've never done it. Darwin Vanderesh. So disappointed that your folks did not come here tonight. <laughs> we will get. Oh I think we could probably ask your dad on and social media or something, right? Maybe. That'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> what's the? Uh, what is the most exotic thing you've ever hunted, Mr. Wilson? Well, I I, I'm not really that much of a hunter. That's my brother. 
I believe Leighton and my brother are probably be best friends out there. But uh, you need to introduce him. I'll, I'll be more of a fisherman. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll be more of a fisherman. And, and what what do you fish for? Uh, perch. And what do you fish for in Idaho? Everything. I mean, we got perch too. Uh, but we got salmon runs. We got steelhead runs. We got bass. We got trout. Everything. Uh, wolves. Sturgeon. Yeah, sturgeon. Wolves. Okay. I All like right, Steve. Let's go out here. Hey, 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 Brian. Um, we got Clint here. Um, he has a question, and here you go. Uh, this one's for uh, Layton. Uh, again, thank you for the rookie card I delivered to you back, I think, last month, Zaxby's or whatever. But yeah. second is, uh, did you anticipate on getting as much playing time, I guess, prior to the season before, I mean, knowing Sean Lee's injury history? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I was just – getting ready for any possible position that I was going to be thrown in uh coming in as a rookie with with the type of linebackers we already had I mean Damian Jalen and, and Sean I mean those three guys all know how to play a tremendous amount of football and, and and very extremely good at it so uh just just starting my role and whatever the coaches asked me to do knowing that special teams was going to be a lot of it um and then if something happened if a guy went down just knowing that I had to be be that dude and be ready to step up and, and fill those shoes Good question. All right, we got Jason here. Um, here you go. Thank you very much. Leighton, Damian, from wolf hunting to quarterback hunting, how do you tackle a quarterback after last night? I mean, Dak gets blasted on the sideline in Washington. Oh, no what a call. great question. And well, I was sitting there and discussed. You did a great job. I felt terrible for you. It was a great man. play. How do you tackle a quarterback who's running, diving forward? And that, that personal foul you got was so bogus. That was just ridiculous. I'll let you take it. Will it be in your um, head next time you go chasing a quarterback down? Nope. I'm going to tackle him the same way I did. There we go. I don't think there's – we're subject to how the NFL has evolved now um, and, and the refing. I mean, every ref has their own interpretation of the new rules, and it's constantly changing on us. So – uh, it makes it hard on the defense in, in whatever they do. Uh, I mean, in a, in a ton of new rules that they put in, like, I mean, how, you, how you're supposed to cover a tight end, how you're supposed to cover a running back. I mean, the defensive holding, all that stuff, the, the hands, beyond, hands beyond five yards, all that stuff. It's, it makes it hard on the defense, but uh, we got to find a way to, to go after them and, and, and just use, our, use the weaknesses to our strengths. Do you change anything? Uh, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't, you know. Uh, they got the new thing where you got to roll on your side. You can't fall directly on them. I mean, they're really protecting these guys right now, but at the same time, it kind of puts us in the bind because, you know, the natural tackling position is kind of hard. But uh, Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Everybody thank Damian Wilson. Woo! Leighton Vander Esch. We'll see you next Monday on the Cowboys Hour.